Hey baddies, so I am uh, dealing with a bout of strep throat right now. I shouldn't be recording <laughs> at all. Um, I'm definitely not supposed to be talking. In fact, I have something really, really important I'm supposed to do tomorrow, um, but I need to save my voice for it, but I wanted to come and do this episode because I just really wanted to put something out this week and start getting more consistent again because I have all these ideas about um, what I want to do with the podcast this year and I just don't want to keep going weeks with like missing stuff because like I'm burnt out or there's, you know, new work or whatever. So I don't know, I'm rambling. <laughs> you tell I'm sick. Anyway, so um, I'm just gonna put this up anyway. And we're gonna power through this episode because it's just like ask me anything questions. So I can just ramble on about those. And then hopefully by next week, I will be better again. My throat is so freaking itchy. Can I tell you I haven't had strap in like, first of all, how did I get strap? I wear two masks. I don't go anywhere. I like walk the neighborhood. I walk to the mailbox. That's it. That's my life. <laughs> Remember when I used to like travel? <laughs> Remember when I went to Australia <laughs> and I recorded the Salem episode? Remember when I went to Bali? Anyway. So uh, yeah, I'm raggedy this week. I'm going to turn the volume way up on this one so you can really hear it because uh, my voice is not in great shape. But uh, here's what we're going to be doing starting today, and I'm so excited. So I know I talked in the last Ask Me Anything episode. Oh, this is giving me a headache. Should I stop? No, I'll just, we'll just make it like as short as possible. <laughs> well, not as short as possible, but we'll just make it, you know, not crazy long. Um, I'll be fine, right? I'll be, we'll see what happens. <laughs> On the last episode of Bad Witch, no, I'm just kidding. Ow, that hurt. Okay, um... This is what we're going to start doing. I know I talked about in the last AMA episode. I am learning about tarot and shock of all shocks. I love it. I feel so aligned with it. I couldn't feel more like welcomed by it. It was just my own insecurity and like me feeling overwhelmed that was messing me up with it this whole time and why I felt like I couldn't start or I felt like I couldn't learn. I felt like it wasn't calling to me in this whole time. It has been and it was, it was me. Who could have seen that coming? Um, yeah, so every episode... I am going to start by talking about our cards. So like we used to have our crystal of the day. I want to bring that back, but I just like ran out of crystals after 50 something episodes. I mean, I didn't run out of crystals. There's more, right? But um, I need to like sit and compile a list of crystals, but we're going to start doing like a tarot card of the day. Now I'm not going to pick one for each day to like tell you because I'm still learning myself, but um, I've been using the Biddy Tarot website to learn the meanings of the card. So every episode until we get through our deck, which is 80 to, uh, 78 cards. I can never remember. <laughs> uh, we're going to, <clears throat> sorry, we are going to learn about a card each day because uh, this website has been such an awesome resource to me. I'll put it down in the episode notes. I will share it in the Facebook group, but uh, I just, I, I love it. I'm loving learning about it so much. So I know a ton of you read tarot already, and I'm going to read this to you. You're going to be like, girl, we know why <laughs> this. But there's so many people that don't. There's so many people like me that I feel like are really intimidated by tarot and really do want to learn and have, that's why like the first things, like I say, you get, you feel called to, and it's something that is kind of like witchcraft 101. You know, it's like, it's in your toolkit. It's something, your toolkit. I'm <laughs> about it's but it's everyone will put like tarot cards on their altar or whatever you know it's something that's really intrinsic to the witchcraft lifestyle I mean I mean so many of them are just sold kind of as novelty and you'll just pick them up so I there's a ton of people that I feel like are like me and 
haven't learned anything about them because they've psyched themselves out of it. So it's really good for that. And also, does it ever hurt to have a refresher? I don't think so. So we're going to start today with, so let's go through the Arcana. <laughs> Every time I say that word, I feel like I'm saying it wrong, even though I'm pretty sure it's a phonetic word. So you have your Major Arcana, your Minor Arcana Cups, Minor Arcana Swords, Minor Arcana... <laughs> tripping over it so bad. Minor Arcana Pentacles uh, and Minor Arcana Wands. I am obviously still learning the Minor Arcana like much more, like I'm much slower on that part because it's just, I mean, I know they have themes to like cups, swords, pentacles, wands, but they're all like numbered. And as we all know, I'm math dumb, so I'm already bad with numbers. So it's more like a memorization game for me. So I can't even say, like, I have a favorite minor suite yet. I don't know if that's the right word for it. Um, but I do feel like I really like cups for some reason. I don't know. I feel like I like cups. If you have a favorite minor arcana, let me know. So we're going to start with major arcana and just work our way through it. So the first card today is going to be the fool. Like me, boo-boo the fool, recording with a serious, like, throat condition going on. But I got to do this. Okay, so... So I'm just going to kind of like read down through the whole thing. Why am I reading on an episode where I, okay, this is going to be a doozy. So <laughs> we have um, the full tarot card meanings and then full keywords, upright, beginnings, innocence, spontaneity, a free spirit. Does it sound familiar? <laughs> Reversed, holding back, recklessness, risk-taking. I, um... Wanted to say another thing that really overwhelms me about tarot and why I like stayed away from it for so long is that I was like, I have to not only learn this card upright, but I have to learn it reversed. And that was like, you know, it was just very overwhelming thinking I have to not only learn 78 cards or whatever the numbers, but I have to learn it twice. And it's like, I understand that it's like an inverse relationship. So they definitely do relate to each other. It's like a duality, you know, two sides of the same coin. As I always used to say on this, I used to say like every episode of this podcast. Um, but yeah, that was really overwhelming for me that I had like twice as much to study. Listen, I wasn't a good, I was a good student because I'm smart and things kind of come to me easily, but I wasn't a good student as in I wasn't studious at all. And I would like try to get out of homework, <laughs> not study for tests ever. So yeah, this is a lot of studies. So that's probably the reason I also was kind of like shying away from it. So hopefully this is a resource to a lot of people because we're doing the work together. Group projects are better than solo projects, right? No, they're awful, but we're still going to do it together. Okay. So full description. The full is numbered zero, the number of unlimited potential. And so does not have a specific place in the sequence of the tarot cards. The full can be placed either at the beginning of the major arcana or at the end. The major arcana, Wow, I'm saying it two different ways. The major arcana, arcana, let me know, is often considered the fool's journey through life, and as such, he is ever present and therefore needs no number. On the full tarot card, a young man stands on the edge of a cliff without a care in the world as he sets out on a new adventure. Oh my gosh, I miss traveling so much. He is grazing upwards towards the sky and the universe and is seemingly unaware that he is about to skip off a precipice into the unknown. Over his shoulder rests a modest knapsack containing everything he needs, which isn't much. Let's say he's a minimalist. Taste. The white rose in his left hand represents his purity and innocence, and at his feet is a small white dog representing loyalty and protection. 
that encourages him to charge forward and learn the lessons he came to learn. The mountains behind the fool symbolize the challenges yet to come. They are forever present, but the fool doesn't care about them right now. He's more focused on starting his exposition. <laughs> Am I the fool? <laughs> Is this as every card always does reads me? Okay. Um, so the upright fool me currently recording this podcast. The Fool is a card of new beginnings, opportunity, and potential. Just like the young man, you are at the outset of your journey, standing at the cliff's edge and about to take your first step into the unknown. Even though you don't know exactly where you are going, you are being called to commit yourself and follow your heart, no matter how crazy the sleep of faith might seem to you. Now is a time when you need to trust where the universe is taking you. As, an, as you undertake this new journey, the Fool encourages you to have an open, curious mind and a sense of excitement. Throw caution to the wind and be ready to embrace the unknown, leaving behind any fear, worry, or anxiety about what may or may not happen. This is about new experiences, personal growth, development, and adventure. I just looked at the... <laughs> I just looked at GarageBand because that's where I record the podcast. And usually when my voice isn't like this, it's like jumping up and down because I'm so loud. And it's such a steady, <laughs> just one, um, one like line going through. Oh, gosh. So many people are going to be like, oh, Mickey, I like when you're mellow and quieter. This was much better. <laughs> Drag me. It's fine. Okay. The time is now. Take that leap of faith, even if you do not feel 100% ready or equipped for what is coming. Who knows what it could be? Seriously, what are you waiting for? Do you think you need to have everything mapped out before you can begin? No way, not with the fool. He ventures out on his journey with just his essential belongings, and now he invites you to do the same. You don't need to wait for someone to give you the green light or hold off until you have all the skills, tools, and resources you think you might need. You are ready. If, you, if you've been waiting for a sign, this is it. I feel like kind of emotional, honestly, and it might just be that I'm really sick, but I don't know. This is I feel like this card is really speaking to me. It's like everything I always tell other people whenever someone's like, well, I want to start a podcast. I want to start doing YouTube. I want to start Instagram. But X, Y, Z is in my way. Or I have to do this first. Or and I'm like, no, just do it. Like this, this card's like my philosophy and my approach to life. Just do the thing. I'm such a big proponent of like, you perfect it along the way. You don't have to start perfect, obviously. <laughs> Listen to this podcast. Like in my YouTube videos from like even two, three months ago to now, like you just start. That's yeah, I don't know. This card is like really getting to me today. Okay, what's next? <laughs> this is a time of great potential and opportunity for you right now. The world is your oyster and anything can happen. Use your creative mind with a dash of spontaneity to bring the most of this magical time and bring forth your new ideas in powerful ways. The full is your invitation to relax, play, and have fun. Treat life like one big experiment and feel yourself and feel yourself in the flow of whatever comes your way. This card asks you to embrace your beautiful, carefree spirit, allowing yourself to connect to the energy that surrounds you and flows through you. Tap into your fullest potential by stepping into a place of wonderment, curiosity, and intrigue. Live life as though you are a child once again. Laugh more, dance, and let your heart go free. This is like some real post-vaccine energy, you know what I mean? <laughs> this is an excellent card to meditate on if you are struggling with dread, worry, or self-doubt in your life. Woo, we're going to get through this. The Fool is your guide and someone who is daring and carefree. This He is the embodiment, or she, 
or they, is the embodiment of who you really are, your free spirit, your inner child, and your playful soul. Anytime you experience fear, remember the essence of the fool as he encourages you to acknowledge that fear and do it anyway. You never know what the future holds, but like the fool, you must step into the unknown, trusting that the universe will catch you and escort you along the way. Take a chance and see what happens. <sighs> Are y'all feeling it? I feel like this is just like something we needed to hear. Okay, so reverse fool, we're going to undo all that goodness and positivity just second. Sorry, I have to keep like pausing this to cough. So if you hear this like click on click off, I'm sorry about that. The full, <clears throat> the full reverse suggests that you have conceived of a new project, but aren't ready to birth it into the world just yet. You may worry that you are not fit or that you don't have the tools, skills, or resources you need to make this project a success. Or perhaps you have a sense that the timing isn't right. Something is holding you back and you are preventing yourself from moving forward. You may choose to keep your new opportunity to yourself for now, or you might be parking it until a better time. You may fear the unknown, wondering, what am I getting myself into? As a result, you have come to a standstill, worried about taking any action where you don't know the outcome. This often boils down to the need to control everything. Balance this out with knowing that the universe has your back and you can take this step forward, even if you are unsure of exactly what will happen next. On the flip side, the reverse wall can show you that you are tight. Wow, wow, you are taking too many risks and acting recklessly. In your attempt to live in the moment and be spontaneous and adventurous, you may do so in total disregard of the consequences of your actions and engaging in activities that put both yourself and others at risk. Look at the bigger picture and consider how you can keep the free spirit of the fool without harming others. In light of the playful and fun energy of the upright fool, the reversal suggests you are exploring the spirit on a more personal and quiet level. For example, instead of letting down your hair and dancing on stage, you are dancing in your bedroom like no one is watching. Look at how you can bring more play into your daily life, even if you start out by doing it in private. So, and this is based on the um, Rider Waith deck is that what it is called now i can't find it yeah so wait is it wait writer wait deck uh so i know other decks and other there's tons of interpretations out there of tarot card meetings but this is the one that really resonated with me when i was kind of like i'm gonna really get on this journey and start learning about this so that has been my study guide so that is the fool <laughs> that's the card we're starting with uh it represents me as a person so i think that's a good place to start and yeah, so let's do our Patreon shout outs real quick. And then I'm going to answer the rest of your questions. And did I forget to say anything else? I don't think so. Okay, be right back. As always, a very special thank you. I love you so much to Michelle, Jamie, Kristen. Kristen, yes. I, sorry, I paused because I was like, oh, is it Kirsten? It's Kristen, I'm pretty sure. Deanna, Carly, Bree, Adam, Jennifer, Kimberly, Sarah, Nolling, Emily, Matthew, Garrisu, Kasha, Aiden, Fiona, Brandy, Karen, Tabby, KJ, Allison, Gina, Teresa, Sarah, Teresa S. Oh, I always forget to do it. Teresa M, Teresa S. Stephanie, Adrienne, Jen, Sasha, Elizabeth, Carla, and Shannon. Thank you so much. For your support on Patreon, it means so much to me. Um, if you guys would, I know I don't like push it that much, but no, sorry, not to see you guys. If you baddies would like to send up, send up, 
I'm in bad shape today. If you would like to sign up, it is like such a tremendous help. It makes, it gives me like the space to be able to like carve out more time to do the podcast. Cause obviously, uh, things are crazy since I started this new job and just pandemic is crazy. So everything's crazy that stems from that. So if you've been wanting to sign up, please do. Uh, I really, really, really appreciate it. It means so much to me. Okay. So let's get into these AMA questions and we're going to wrap them up. And then, uh, next week I will tell you at the end of the episode, cause I'm really excited about what we're going to start doing. I deleted the questions I did last week. But I've read these questions a couple of times now, so they all sound really familiar to me. And I'm like, oh my gosh, did I? Am I like repeating the same thing I did last time? I hope not. Um, I don't think so. But just in case you hear any repeats, I'm sorry. Okay, so <clears throat> first question: Do you have? <clears throat> I'm struggling. Do you have any witch tools and or altar item that is especially meaningful or sacred to you? Yeah, I have a few things. I have um, a couple of rosaries that either belong to my great-grandmother or my great-great-grandmother. I have pictures of family members. Um, I have my great-grandmother's wedding fan because I wanted something that was like a gold token. And, you know, obviously it's like very sentimental. I have um, my grandfather's cardigan that I wear a lot in the wintertime when I'm kind of just, you know, doing my thing. It's not on my altar, but I, I wear it like, you know, just to feel that bond. Um, and also I just have like gifts. People have given me a, there was a witch store I used to always go to in LA and they would always just like give me little trinkets when I went in. They were so sweet. And so, yeah, I have a lot of like little lavender buds and, um, gold fragment, like silver fragments and jars that they gave me. And then just stuff that like represents whatever I'm working on at the time. But a lot of it will be like sentimental pieces. So pieces of jewelry, you know what, when I was dating Patrick, the Swedish guy, um, I just we found that he had given me a, a like two heart diamond necklace when we were dating and I found it the other day and I was like oh what should I do with this because I was like I could use it for like a love thing but it has obviously like that relationship's energy on it and his energy because he purchased it for me so I don't <laughs> I don't want to bring him back so I don't really know what to do with it but yeah like for other people like if it's jewelry they've given me or like flowers I've pressed that they've given me and not just for love things but like you know friends family members whatever I'll just kind of swap things in and out but uh, yeah the rosaries and the um rosaries are also just like really important to my family like it's the thing <laughs> it's like if there was a shield in my family the rosary would be one of the symbols for us um, I always would bring them back when I would travel for my grandma, for my mom. My mom does a rosary every night. We're like, we're that Catholic. Uh, my mom like gets mad if she sees people wearing rosaries kind of thing. So yeah, rosaries are really important to me, even though I'm not the most, uh, Catholic uh, Catholic practice. I'm not the most practicing Catholic, uh, anymore. Rosaries still hold a lot of sentimentality to me. Also, now that I'm saying that I have a couple of angel icons as well, because as we know, uh, Gabriel's my best friend in the world, in the universe. Uh, we're like this, you know, fingers <laughs> tied together. And I have one that represents Archangel Michael. I also have one for the Virgin Mary. I Y'all are like, you're like, Mickey, I thought you weren't that religious, but like, apparently I am. <laughs> you know, we've had those episodes, like the altar episode, where we talk about Catholicism, the intersection of like Catholicism and witchcraft quite similar. I mean, we'll not, we're not going to pull that thread today, but a lot of it is symbolism and tokens. And so yeah, I have like little angel figurines, um, and something that just passed my, oh, and I have like medals. 
um, like Virgin Mary medals that I've gotten at different church. I love churches, even though I don't, not the chicken, even though I don't go to church, uh, really anymore. I kind of just pray and practice in my own way, different, my different beliefs. Uh, I love churches when I travel. So I always try to hit up, you know, for, for all the Catholic church issues, which, uh, we do have pretty amazing architecture and like cathedrals and stuff. So I love visiting them when I travel. And, uh, yes, I mean, obviously I go to more than just like Catholic churches. Um, but yeah, I always will bring home little tokens for my family members and for myself. So I, my altar is actually pretty Catholic out. <laughs> I'm doing other stuff. And then like family mementos. I, that, I thought that question was gonna be so quick. And then here I come, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Next question. How is your dad and family doing? Uh, is the thought of moving away sad or do you feel ready for it? I am ready. <laughs> No, uh, my dad's doing great. He's doing really, really great. It was actually, I think, like three days ago, the anniversary of him coming home from his first surgery of 2020, which probably kicked off like the worst three months, three, four months of my life. No, maybe more than that, five months of my life. I don't, I, I know I talked about on the podcast. <clears throat> I don't remember how much I talked about in depth. So we were like going through at the time. But my dad was basically having like serious bouts of dementia in response to the anesthesia he had had. And, um, he had gotten into his head that like my mom was two different people and she had like been replaced by a twin essentially. And even though she was like sitting right there, he would come up to me and be like, where's your mom? And I would say, well, she's right there. And it just turned into this whole thing. And, you know, it was like, I don't know how many of you have dealt with <clears throat> dementia or like Alzheimer's, but there is a, there can be a combativeness, an aggression, a, a, a defensiveness that comes along with it, especially when the person's aware something's quite, not quite right. So yeah, we dealt with that for about five months until we, he had his second surgery and then was in the hospital for 15 days that time. But we got some really, he got on really good medicine. The doctor that he had the third time, I don't know if y'all remember all this, but like he had to, he came home, was discharged and went back in three times. Meanwhile, on the middle of COVID, right? But the doctor he got, um, the third time he went in, in that 15 day period had had her mother experience the exact same thing in response to anesthesia. So we got him on the proper medicine. He has seen a neurologist now. Um, his diagnosis <clears throat> is dementia with Lewy bodies, which means that he kind of has hallucinations, but it's so much better than it was in that period. I just call it like help my hell period that from like last January to last June, June. Yeah, that's right. Um, where it was just, he was seeing things. There's this other person, just combativeness, all this stuff. And my dad's like a big guy, you know, <laughs> like my dad <clears throat> played football and basketball. He was drafted to the Kansas city chiefs as he loves to tell everyone. It's a big guy. So like that combative, combativeness, com wow. Combativeness is really scary. And especially like I can kind of handle him because I'm not tiny, you know, but my mom is like five foot one. She's so little. Uh, so yeah, it was hell. I'll be honest. It was awful. And like, shout out to anyone dealing with that and going through it, especially caretakers. Y'all are amazing. Like, oh my gosh, it was the roughest five months of my life. But yeah, so his diagnosis is like a form of dementia, but it's really in line with like his age. And there are some hallucinations come with it, but it's like so different than what it was for that period that we went through. He's doing great. I feel like he's almost better than before he went in for surgery in January. 
so it's he's doing great. My mom's doing great. He's totally vaccinated. He's so cute. He wears his vaccine pen every day. He like puts it on the new sweater or sweatshirt he's putting on for the day and wears it out because he's so proud of it. It's so cute. <coughs> and, <coughs> so <coughs> so sorry. And my mom gets vaccinated tomorrow. She gets her first dose tomorrow. And then two weeks later, she'll get her second one. My sister is vaccinated. And my brother-in-law is fully... No, Oh, wait, I think they are actually, or it'll be Saturday this week. Uh, so, yeah, everyone will be fully vaccinated except for me because <laughs> I'm only 33, but that's okay. Um, as long as I know I can, I'm not going to bring anything home to my parents. And they're, like, I'm sitting here freaking strep throat. Like, they're, they're like, okay, I stopped recording for a second because they're like, oh, we're going to go run some errands. I was like, this probably probably got freaking strep throat in the first place but yeah they're doing great and um about moving no I want to I'm ready to go I would like to go <laughs> I, I love being with them the past year and it looks like it'll probably be closer to two years like just not traveling and stuff and being here but if I get my visa uh I don't know what's gonna happen now because Portugal is like in really bad shape with COVID and yeah it's a lot of stuff um, but I've decided that if I don't get my visa or if I decide that I don't want to pursue that anymore, I'm going to move back to New York. So New York fatties, let's up, let's get a coffee. I'm allergic to coffee. I don't know why I said that. Let's get a matcha when everything is safe and we're all vaccinated and we can actually sit next to each other, which will be great and <laughs> give hugs and kisses. Uh, yeah, so that is my plan, but yeah, I'm ready to go. And I don't know, thinking more about it, like the New York thing. A direct flight to New Orleans, like three hours on JetBlue. Shout out! And so I think it might end up being the more feasible thing because my dad will be eighty this year, and I don't, I don't want to be that that far away unless, of course, the option comes up to move to Australia, and I will go tomorrow because, as we all know, that's my dream. But yeah, I mean, even last night, uh, me and my dad stayed up, and I like had so much stuff to do because I've been sleeping most of the days. And uh, we stayed up and we watched Andy Griffith and like Gomer Pyle. And he would ask me like, oh, is this actor still alive? Is this actor still alive? What's going on with this person? And he loves that we like sit and do Wikipedia together. So yeah, we, it's like a little moments like that. I'm savoring so much more now because of what he went through in 2020 and knowing he almost died. Essentially, like not to make it sound so dramatic, but he really almost died twice in the hospital with all those surgeries and stuff. And not knowing if he would ever come back to himself, like I'm appreciating those moments so much more now and then kind of knowing that there is a bit of a time limit on it because I am going to have to like go back to having a life after COVID, hopefully. So yeah, I'm ready to go. Also, my parents are so loud in the morning and I'm over it. <laughs> but other than that, we've been having a good time. Um, <clears throat> I'd love to know your story, how you came to your practice and power and learned your craft and also how you did that in your professional journey too. So I've been thinking about this question a lot and I feel like the answer is scattered across this podcast, but being being asked, this accent that's coming out, being asked now at this point in my life in February, 2021, I think my journey is this podcast. I really think that's what it is. I think I would always say before, like, oh, you know, I had like had I was a witch kid, and then when I was thirty, like my powers kicked in, like teen witch, and I like leveled up, and I had this mentor for a while that really helped me, and I just I don't know, I started going with what I was called for, and then I found the oracle cards, and I was always a candles kind of person, but I really think at this point the story of my journey is this podcast, and it's all of you, and 
yeah, it's just like, what, 70, 80? I don't know my episodes at this point. It's so crazy. I know I say this all the time, but I never thought this would be more than like 10 episodes, 30, two years later. And there's still episodes. That's amazing. I've never done anything for two years in my life on purpose. <laughs> like <laughs> went to school obviously for 12 years and then four years after that, but it was not on purpose. I've never ever just like stuck with something this long. And I, I mean, I know there's been like breaks and everything, but yeah, I didn't foresee any of this happening, but I do. I think this podcast is like the story of my journey. I've learned so much. I have like connected with all of you. I feel like I found my people. I found my coven. I found all of you that make me feel like I'm not so weird. (laughs) It's not weird that like, what's one of the weirdest things I always say on this podcast is like, I can feel things on my tongue. And whenever I see like a really cool crystal, I want to put it in my mouth. Like it's so weird. But with all of you, it's not. And yeah, I I really do think this podcast has like become my story and my journey as a witch. And I had like, I had natural abilities, obviously, and ideas of what I was doing because it's just an instinctual thing for me. But yeah, me actually like becoming a full-fledged adult, which I guess is this podcast. So yeah, this this podcast is my journey, I guess. Um, let's see. Really your craft. Um, oh, my professional journey too. Uh, I feel like I kind of talked about <coughs> that in the <clears throat> in the first AMA, like kind of manifesting and everything. But the bridge version is when I was little, I wanted to be a ballet dancer and I had injuries that sidelined that. Also, I'm not built like a ballet dancer and there's a lot of issues with like diversity in ballet, obviously. And so that kind of went to the wayside. And then for a bit, I wanted to model, which I guess I kind of in a way do with my job, which is weird. Another weird thing that like I kind of manifested, like, of course, I'm not signed with IMG and like on the cover of Vogue, but it's, it's weird that that's something like I had as a child that kind of became a thing that... Anyway, you know what I mean? Um, <clears throat> I don't think I'm going to be in Victoria's Secret from my show or anything. Oh, wait, that's canceled because they're problematic. Shout out. Um, but yeah, I was really having a hard time after college because, I don't know, I think things just like weren't lining up for me where I was watching all of my friends like get hired for all these positions like all over the country. I just wasn't getting bites anywhere. And that was, I think I've talked about this too for like five, six years. I was just like kind of working retail or like teaching ballet and just feeling like I had no place in the world and like the world was not ready for me and like had it made anywhere that I was supposed to be kind of like, I felt really lost and depressed in those years, especially because I've always been like a goal and career driven person a lot uh, obviously uh, that's kind of really been more of my focus in like my love life, <laughs> which is symbolic. Uh, is that a word? It's been in shambles, whatever. Um, but yeah, I was laying in bed one night and I was like, I'm gonna start a blog. Why not? I have nothing else going on literally. And so I jumped out of bed. It was like 2am. I signed up on Blogspot, and it was like, I think my first blog was like darling Mickey. Oh, I had a blog when I was in Paris for a little while called rags to riches or riches to rags or something it was like vent about vintage shopping and like consignment shopping and then I started this one which was darling mickey and darling mickey was like the the child that grew into chow mickey with like a stop at the boho socialite in the middle 
and I just started a fashion blog and then <clears throat> started getting opportunities from that and then moved myself to LA, started working in fashion PR again. Um, and then the blogging thing just hit at the right time. I got really lucky, lucky because I was a blogger and I was a blogger before Instagram influence in, before influencers were a thing. I was a blogger. So I just hit it at the right time. And was really focused on fashion like fashion is always kind of my first love and the well ballet is like my first love um <clears throat> but fashion was like my adult love and honestly like the, another reason I think I'm going to end up going back to New York, New York if this Portugal thing doesn't really fit is because um I want to get back more involved in the fashion industry I just have been missing it and like being called to it so much uh yeah so I ended up in fashion blogging and like that was my number one pursuit because I loved fashion so much but then I realized travel could become an opportunity and my other thing was travel obviously it's like my favorite thing in the world and I just had the following at that point to make it happen so I did and now um that's over so <laughs> it's not over it'll come back but <clears throat> uh yeah it's just you know obviously stagnant right now but yeah that's that's the trajectory of it couldn't get anyone else to hire me, so I made it for myself, and thank goodness that worked out, and I had parents that I could fall back on, and I have a ton of privilege, so I could, like, take those risks and be, like, a broke creative, but, like, I'm, like not that broke that I had a really good support system, so, yeah, shout out to, obviously, them for letting me just be the biggest Pisces of all time and do what, like, my heart needed to do, but it worked out in the end, you know, and not, not totally the end, to be continued, but that, that's pretty much the story of my professional journey. Okay, this is a more practical question. I'd also like to know the best ways to dispose of items like melted ritual candles if you can't bury them. Something I've, like, been thinking about lately, uh, because I've been burning a ton of candles because, you know, it's winter and I'm aesthetic or whatever, uh, is that I've been trying to burn out the residue at the bottom, you know, when the wick goes out and then pour it, like re-pour it to try to make new candles. So I think that might be a good way to, I mean, if you really want it, listen, if you need to dispose of something and you can't like bury it or return it back to the earth or like put it into a body of water or whatever, <clears throat> just, it's okay to just like recycle it. You know, it's okay. It's okay to just dispose of things sometimes. Not every single part, I mean, according to me, a bad witch, not every single part has to be like this deeply ritualistic, beautiful, like transformational experience. Sometimes when you're done, you say thank you, you count, you put the blessing, you know, you close it out and then you dispose of it. That's normal. That's everyday life, you know? Um, but if you want to kind of make something of it, or kind of retain the magic of it, depends on, you know, how you see things, then yeah, I would maybe take the candles, burn them down, and then repurpose it, and then make a new candle out of it, and, you know, set like a different intention, and it doesn't have to necessarily be a spell candle, wow, my head just is really hurting, sorry, uh, it doesn't have to necessarily be a spell candle, it can just be anything you keep in your home, because you like the color, you like the scent, you like the warmth, whatever it is, um, you know, there's like a little bit of our magic and intention, everything we touch and do. So even if it's not like this will be my love candle, this will be my home protection candle. It still has you because you've, you've worked with, you've worked with it. You've worked with it and you've turned it into something new. So yeah, you can just repurpose them. I feel like, but also you can, you can just recycle things. It's okay. I, I, maybe there's people that would argue with that and I understand why, but for me, when something is closed and done, I feel like it's okay to just recycle it as well. Okay, next question. 
can you talk about astral projection? How do you how do you know you're ready to do it and how can you do it when you're ready? So this is something I would have to have a guest <clears throat> come on and talk about or uh, really deep dive research it myself because I am famously afraid of astral projection. I do not like it. <laughs> and that's just for me. Like I'm not saying I'm not saying it's anything bad about it. I don't like it for myself because I have done it without intending to and I did not like that experience at all. Um, so Clay, how do you know when you're ready? I, I don't know. I don't want to really... I don't want to answer and say the wrong thing because I'm no expert at all, but I know the things that make me feel not ready is that I don't feel like I'm in control of it. I don't feel like I'm safe when it has happened to me. I feel like uh, there are things nearby that are trying to get me when I'm in a vulnerable state like that and my body is essentially like unattended. Um, it doesn't bring me any peace. There's no like beauty in the process to me. And so that's all the ways I know I'm not ready for it and all the ways I know it's not compatible to me. So I guess the inverse of a lot of those things, like it's something you've studied, you feel prepared, you know the possibilities, you know the outcomes, um, <clears throat> you know your intention with it, you know like where you want to go and the reasons why and how to keep yourself safe more than anything else. Because it's scary. And I'm not saying, again, it's not scary for everyone, especially if you are seasoned and practice with it. But the times it has happened to me, I've talked about it on here before. It's like I vibrate, my whole body vibrates. And next thing I know, I'm standing next to it. And I'm like, ah, shit. <laughs> here we go. Um, and then I, I just spend the entire time trying to get back in. That's, that's what it's like for me. It is chaotic. It is hurried. It is busy. It is scary. And I do not like it at all. So yeah, I'm not the best person to talk to about astral projection, but anybody listening to this would like to like do a segment about it. I more than welcome that. I would uh, I would love to have you talk about it. And how can you do it? I've read a few books. I mean, <clears throat> I'm not like totally ignorant to it because it's something I do find fascinating. Um, I, and I don't exactly see. I have read how to do it, but it's like something that hasn't stuck with me because it's something I never put into practice. The only thing that like sticks out of my mind is that there's like this silver cord that is supposed to connect to your, you, your projected self to your bodily self. And like, it's really important to like be aware of that cord and like follow it back to you and not let any one, anyone or anything sever it because that's your way back in. Again, that's something I read like a long time ago and I could be messing it up because it's been a while. So if anyone else has um, has more expert advice and opinions, I would love to hear it. So this is this is my call for like, let me know if you want to do a segment about it. Um, how do you know when you've traveled to past lives? What are some indicators for you? Uh, for me, I do it a lot in my dreams. And so my, yeah, I've never done it. I had a session with someone where they did it like on my behalf you know, and I was like in the session with them, but I've never done it by myself. Uh, it always and only happens in my dreams, whatever layer of my life's conscious mind that is. <clears throat> so the ways I know that I have visited a past life is deja vu, number one. Uh, and then that thing I was having right when the podcast first started where I would get like a wave of nausea and then <clears throat> I would be back uh, in it. That's the, those are the two ways. And when I'm back in it, I wreck. I had it happen not that long ago. I was standing at their microwave and I went back and, oh my gosh, I just felt like I was going to pass out. You feel like you're going to faint. I had it one time when I was driving. It was like pretty scary. But uh, this instance, it was like a bunch of people were dressed up. It's always like a little old timey clothes and we were playing a game 
that was kind of, to me, it looked like croquet, you know, like a, a yard game or a lawn game, whatever they call them. But there were like kind of weird rules to it. And I don't know, I, I, I could feel the heat. I could hear people's voices. I could see faces. And there was very much a present idea of like a female energy and a male energy. And I, they felt so familiar to me. They almost looked like people I went to high school with kind of thing. So yeah, those are the two ways I know that I've had, I've dealt with like past life recurrences or memories is, um, deja vu, like the story I always tell about being at the museum and being like, Oh, I swam here. Like I was one of these exhibition synchronized swimmers. I know exactly what this is. And the flashbacks that I have that I still to this day don't have a name for it. I don't, no, if I really like, I think a couple of people I've talked to have had the same thing. I don't know what to call it. I like it. I think it's really cool because when I get those flashes again, it's like almost comforting. Like I'm so aware of where I am, but I don't like it because it feels bad. If I feel very nauseous and I get that vibrating feeling again that I don't like because to me it like it kind of indicates danger. And the first time I had it, I had it like all day, pretty much like vertigo, I guess. It's kind of like that. <clears throat> I had it all day long. So I was just like laid up on the couch, could not like prone, like could not move because I was, those waves of nausea were hitting me so hard. Yeah. I was like in April too. Cause I remember that's the same day I had to drive my parents to their anniversary dinner. So this was obviously pre COVID, but yeah, those are, those are the indicators to me that, I'm, I'm traveling. <laughs> I've, seen, I've seen some stuff. Okay, and last but certainly not least, what kind of internal work do you do to make sure your magic is aligned to your soul and soul's desires? I.e., what is your practice so that your magic isn't spiritual bypass? I have been thinking about this question so much since I got it, and I hope that I'm going to answer it uh, correctly or like I'm understanding what you're asking. Because I don't know, it's I it's been like kicking around in my head a lot. But when I really think about it, <clears throat> it's basically that I don't know if I'm necessarily really doing any internal work. Like I, I'm sure that I am, but this is hard to answer. I said this is why I've been thinking about this constantly. Um even though obviously I'm like the biggest water sign person on the planet. I'm like so all over the place. I changed my mind. So I was talking to my friends in Canada. Um, he's like my backup boyfriend. Like he's lovely, but obviously you're not going to date because he's in Canada and I haven't even met him because of COVID. But he's like my, oh, and this is all over. If we're not married, we'll marry each other kind of a person. You know, he's wonderful. We were talking the other night. I was telling him about New York and he was like, you change your mind a lot. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> I do. And it was interesting to have someone that I haven't even like met face to face clock me like that, you know, like I didn't realize it was that coming off. Um, anyway, so I say all that to say that's very much my identity, my personality, how I function in this world. But I am so aware of what I want when I want it. I am so confident in the things that I want and I'm so confident in like who I am confident in just like my existence and the person that I am on this journey as, um, I don't, I don't really think I have to do a ton of internal work because it's all right there. If that means, I don't know, it's really kind of hard to explain. I love this question cause it's really made me think, but yeah, I'm, I'm very much like the fool. Like I live my life out loud. I take the risk I want to take. I, 
I jump off the mountaintop, you know, and I don't worry so much about the landing. I just want to have fun on the way down and where I land. I, if I land on top of a cactus, oh well. If I land in a pool of water, whatever, you know. Um, but yeah, I don't, it, it's not so much like me having to think about things too much. Maybe I should think about things more or like setting a certain intention or meditating on something. It's, I just have, I'm just really confident in who I am. And I think that translates into making sure that my magic is like aligned with my soul and my soul's true desires. Yeah. I think that's kind of the best answer. If that's not a good answer, I'm sorry. You can like be like, well, Mickey, I meant this and I'll try to answer it better. Maybe I'm misinterpreting the question, but I think that's what it is. They're the only thing I, and I hope I don't sound like brash or like, um, egotistical saying this because that's not my intention at all but like the only thing in this whole world that I'm unsure of is my love life that's it um, even though I do change uh, my I change and kind of like go into new directions when I feel called that way like I'm going now from like Oracle to Tarot and now I'm like having this current of like Portugal and New York it's even though like the details change the overall thing is there like I know I want to live this certain lifestyle <clears throat> and I know that I want it to look exactly like this and like the location can change but the lifestyle still needs to be the same if that makes sense I hope I'm making sense I've like rambled so much this whole episode sorry um but yeah I'm just I'm there's the only thing in my life that is uncertain to me is my love life and that's because it involves another person anything else that is centered around me and that's my magic you know that's the work that I do I feel so confident in it, even though like, obviously as a person, I have insecurities and obviously I'm a bad witch. Like I mess things up all the time, but I just, I'm so sure of what I want. And I've always been like that. I'm such a stubborn, strong headed kid. You couldn't tell me anything and you still can't <laughs> day again. I just got to do what I want. Oh, I am the fool and the fool is me. Cause I definitely have that reckless side as well. So yeah, I hope that kind of answers it. it. I just, it's not like a ton of like soul searching because I feel like my, I'm very present. Uh, and like everything that is to me, you get like, it's right here, you know, not to say I don't have any depth because I do for sure. But, uh, I guess I'm just, like I said, not afraid to like live out loud and whatever comes, whatever chaos or like abrasiveness might come with that. Uh, I, I'm very confident in who I am. And yeah, I guess that translates. So I feel like I'm doing the stuff that is aligned with my soul and my soul's desires. I'm definitely like the happiest I've ever been as like with who I am as a person, even though the situation fucking sucks. I'm definitely like the most confident and self-assured I've ever been. And maybe that's because I've had so much time to just kind of sit with myself this year too and don't have the travel to distract me. Um, I have Tinder to distract me, but like, you know, that takes an hour a day <laughs> or whatever. So yeah, I hope that answers your question. If I missed like like the the core of the question was like the meat of it, let me know and I will come back and answer it. But yeah, that is the rest of our questions. If you um <clears throat> do want to submit questions, it's okay to like kind of just do it on a rolling basis. And when I have enough for the next episode or for the next AMA, I'll do it. So yeah, just um post in the Facebook group or email me at thebadwitch podcast at gmail.com. Or you can see me on Instagram if you want. Uh, you know, call me, beat me if you want to reach me. Oh, did I? Oh, sorry. <laughs> like, I'm getting to the end of my my thing here. Um, but yeah, so starting next, 
episode, which I will hopefully try to get out next week. We're going to stick with our tarot thing, so we'll have that to open up the show. Uh, but the show, sorry, <laughs> when I said that and heard it in my head, I made it sound like, like I'm in showbiz, like I'm freaking Saturday Night Live or whatever. Anyway, so yeah, we'll do our tarot journey. We'll continue with that. But what I really want to start getting into is correspondences. Now, refresh my memory. I know we've talked about correspondences in passing episodes, but have I done a full episode on correspondences? Because I feel like I haven't. Like, have I done all of the days of the week? Have I done, like, spell correspondences? Have I done moon correspondences? I know, like, in sections we have, like, the moon, like, uh, 100% about which. I think that's the moon episode. We talked about all that stuff. And, like, different festival episodes. But I don't think we've ever sat and just, like, gone over correspondences. So you can write them down. You can take notes. You have all your alignments. And, like, add it to your grimoire. You know, add it to your book. So that's what I really want to start focusing on in the next coming weeks. Well, we, after we do like our tarot segment, tarot talk, got it. That's what we're going to call it for now on. Perfection. Um, but yeah, remind me if we've done that. Because I can't, I honestly can't remember if I'm thinking we did it as a part of episodes or if they've had their own episodes. And either way, if we have done it, then we'll, if you want a refresher, we can still do it because it's always, oh my gosh, sorry. <clears throat> I'm talking like... I'm putting a lot of effort into my talking and it's making my head hurt so bad. Okay, I'm about to sign off. Um, I say to myself, because all of you were like, it's fine, you're sick, don't worry about it. But I couldn't leave you hanging. Um, yeah, so I think it would be a good refresher if we did go <clears throat> and go back to correspondences either way. But I think we haven't done like full-fledged episodes on it. So if you're excited about that, let me know if there's specific correspondences you want to look at. I'm totally open to exploring that. Okay, I have to get off of this. I don't know why I'm torturing my myself and you having to listen to this. <laughs> I just, I wanted to, you know, I wanted to stay in the swing of things. So yes, I love you all so much. Let me know about any specific correspondences you want to look at. Um, and let me know if we've already done it. And let me know about any tarot uh, comments you may have or like anything you want me to add to our new little tarot talk segment and um, astral projection if you have anything you want to share about that please let me know as well because I'd love to be able to give a more full-fledged and better answer about that because you know it's we're a community and there's strengths that I have and knowledge I have and strengths that you have and knowledge that you have that I don't so I, I would love input for sure okay uh, bad witch podcast at gmail.com. If you have email, patreon.com slash badwitch, please sign up. Uh, if you feel like you can give a little bit each month, I would appreciate it so much. You don't even know um, what else, especially because now I have to like move to New York, whatever, and I have $15. <laughs> anyway, um, what else? What else? What else? Oh, the answer to the bad witch Facebook group is the craft. I will also ex accept flubber the lover, the covenant and the coven, which again is a movie we all need to write together and oh, teespring.com slash bad. Oh, I think they changed the website actually. So I'll look it up <clears throat> and give you the new one, but I think it's like spring now or something. Whatever. No one's buying merch. So it's fine. <laughs> right. Love you all. Blessed be. Please send me some healing vibes and until good, until good time, until next time. Goodbye.